0: If you want help on your own animation, either starting your animation journey or continuing it, check out animatorsjourney.com, or I also have a webinar that you can take right now. Welcome to this week's Animators Journey podcast episode. I'm with James Hammerstein, and he has a fascinating animation journey that I think is going to resonate with a lot of people who are considering starting animation or switching careers later in their life or in their career. So thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, James. Thank you for having me. It's great. Can you tell us a little bit about what you were doing before you became an animator? So
1: I had spent 19 years um, at university. So I did a four-year undergraduate degree. I went on and did my doctorate and then stayed on to do um, post-doctorate research. That's why I was working in science, yeah, as a researcher. And alongside that, some of the, the work I was doing, some graphic design um, side of things. So looking after our research group's website and putting data together for uh, industrial sponsors and that kind of thing.
0: Okay. You went straight from being a student in wor- and then working for the university that you were a student of? Or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What kind of research was it? In...
1: So I was working in geology. Yeah. Um, so structural geology, the research group I worked for, we were sponsored, funded by oil and gas companies. Yeah. Um, so we were doing a lot of the research that they were interested in, but maybe not um, their day-to-day kind of bread and butter. Yeah. Um, yet they wanted to find out things. They get us to do to do that um, and send them the results. So yeah, so structural geology, looking at mountain building, rift formation, big plate tectonic scale that kind of stuff,
0: subduction zones.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yep. I took one class of geology in college, and one question I was going to have for you is, what is your favorite mineral or rock formation? <laughs> do you have one? Well,
1: I, I, um, that's a good question. I think I, I like a good igneous rock, All right. so a good granite. So I grew up down in Devon, okay. and there's a lot of granite there. And then my PhD was looking at oh, some some granites from Egypt. Oh, so wow. So spent a bit of time out there.
0: Cool. Oh, you spent time in Egypt doing that?
1: Yeah, a couple, couple of months over oh, cool. in the course of, yeah, three or four years.
0: So did growing up, how did you get into geology to begin with?
1: That is a bit of a story itself. So I all through school, I was interested in kind of science side of things. Mm. I wasn't a big sit-down drawing, um, which is a traditional for animators Uh, i grew up pushing disney and disney was a big part of our family so through school doing science up until literally about six months before i left school i was looking at doing biochemistry okay um and then right at the last minute i was hang on a minute i don't really want to be stuck inside um i like being outside grew up right on uh, dartmoor national right next to dartmoor national park um spent a lot of time there growing up yeah just thought what else could i do and chatting with a couple of friends and um, they were actually doing geology at different places and i thought oh hang on that sounds quite fun. Mm-hmm. Volcanoes are pretty cool. Earthquakes are interesting. Dinosaurs are pretty cool. So yeah, and then applied and got off the place at a university doing geology. Um, it's got a, an applied science, so it's a bit of chemistry, a bit of physics, a bit of everything.
0: Sort of appealed on that. That's awesome. Front. So 19 years total, how many years in the job?
1: So I did four years undergrad, four years PhD. Yeah, so 11 years. Yeah.
0: so what happened over those 11 years or was there any moment where you were like you know what let me take a break or i want to was it an exploration thing or was it a straw that broke the camel's back kind of a thing that you were like all right i'm out or uh, just a gradual change that you were like i'm going to become an animator
1: i think the the actual timing was due to my my boss retired okay Um, so our research group was going to have to find a different source of funding basically because he was the draw for for the industry sponsors so I had decisions of whether I wanted to actually go down the academic route myself, whether I was interested in it or not. So yeah, so lots of different things. I think I, I wasn't really enjoying enough of the subjects to want to carry it on. There's like little pockets of it, which I find really interesting and still find it really interesting, but I wasn't drawn enough to want to carry those on. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, It's a lot of pressure, I'm trying to find funding for research. Was there any so, pressure yeah.
0: from your former boss to be like, "Hey, carry the torch for me," or none of that?
1: Not so much. Yeah. Um, I think if I, th- I think if I had been wanting to, I probably could have, mm-hmm. um, and I think he would have supported me in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I was showing enough interest, and I think he knew that. Yeah, that yeah, we'd had conversations over the years. Of, Is this what you want to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it seems pretty cool at the moment for yeah
0: what about animation like why not go back to biochemistry or why not do you know what why did you choose animation to be the switch
1: so i think in i think it was 2014 2015 i decided i wanted to learn to draw mm. um i've always as i say i grew up with, with disney and all the bluth films mm. and, and the peanuts and garfield and cavern and hobbs that kind of stuff i really liked that art form comic book art form kids literature art form um, and I just kind of wanted to learn to draw. I started looking around and went onto YouTube, found a good uh, series of tutorials, and then came across some, some of the animation online schools. There was one artist that I was following in particular, Mel Milton, who went to one of the animation schools. And I just kept coming back to the idea of it, um, of how cool it would be to do that. But didn't really think it was a possibility.
0: Was What was the transition from, because you wanted to draw, but now you're a 3D animator, was... It's just kind of a pragmatic career choice to get into 3D animation over there's more of it being done or was it, did you discover you enjoy 3D animation more?
1: Probably discovering that I enjoyed 3D animation. I don't know, 2D animation is cool. And I don't think I'd ever be good enough at drawing to do it. I needed to start 20, 30 years ago if I wanted to do that. And character design again is cool, but trying to come up with so many different ideas, I'm not sure I would have had the patience to do that. And again, the competition coming into this later in life there's realistically there's not that many character designers per per project yeah of getting work trying to find something that would would be able to support myself and my family Mm -hmm. i'd I'd, as i say as part of the job i was doing the research group i was doing some graphic design things so that was the other avenue i was looking in and maybe going down the graphic design route but the idea of dealing with clients and all the hassle and people telling you how to do things when they don't really know how to do things all those kind of things that I dealt with a little bit anyway I was just um and yeah as I say just kept coming back to the idea of animation for some reason I'd been listening to Bancroft Brothers um, podcast and yeah it was actually the podcast their podcast was one of the highlights every other week when it was released for me over that week it's like ah Looking forward to Friday when it's released and getting to listen to it.
0: What tips? I haven't listened to their podcast. I need some tips, I think. What, did, <laughs> what was about their podcast that you enjoyed? Was,
1: I think it was just their and honesty about the industry, about their love of it, and they're, just their enthusiasm and the people they were getting on is their enthusiasm for the art form.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. So you started to discover you like 3D animation from doing YouTube. Tutorials on drawing, or is that, you got exposure to the online school yeah. as an avenue to switch careers? Or, yes, yeah, yeah. Did you know you were going to switch careers, or was it like, let me just at what point did it switch gears? And it was like, all right, I can actually was it always I'm going to get a job doing this, or was it just an exploration?
1: So, it started off as an exploration, yeah. So, I knew obviously my contract was coming to an end and I would have to look for further work, so I applied some, some geology both jobs, mm-hmm. um, and I got offered one, and I was just there going, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I, this is here, it's a well-paid job, I just don't want to do it, I want to do something else, I want to do something more creative.
0: I mean, what's that conversation <laughs> like, because you were married at the time, yeah, yeah. yeah. and what are those conversations like when you're like, yeah, I got a PhD, but I'm just going to put that on a shelf and go, how's that go down? I, th- I think that, I think there
1: was some concern. Yeah. I've been absolutely blessed, my family, yeah. my own have been so supportive, and I think for, for my wife's point of view, as long as I could s- sort out the financial mm-hmm. side of it, yeah. that we weren't going to be really hanging out to drive by me doing it. She was okay with it. The other, um, as, yeah, as you were saying, it, it was an exploration. Mm-hmm. And the way I broached it was the online schools, you, you can pay per term. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I'll do one class. Right. If I get on with it, I'll carry on. If I don't, I can drop out. It's 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. It's not a huge amount of time. And then I can look for something else. So, yeah, so that was the kind of, that was my.
0: uh, Dipping the toe in the water. Yeah. 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 And so at the time when you started the online school, were you, and I guess to take a step back, did you choose online learning just for the convenience or was it multiple? Ultimately. Yeah.
1: yeah, Ultimately. Yeah. I looked at some of the um, universities in the UK to see if I could actually retrain at the universities, the online schools, they're 18 months as opposed to a three-year degree. Yeah. I don't have to go anywhere else, um, so we don't have to worry about uprooting or doing that kind of thing mm-hmm. and yet to put dipping your toe in to be able to just work from home doing it is ideal
0: so the timeline from I'm going to explore this to when your the funding for the university research was ending uh, did that overlap or did you were you able to start class in uh, an animation before the contract ended or were you Waiting. So I waited
1: until it, yeah, I waited yeah. until it finished. There was no overlap. So the, my contract finished in, I think it was March um, 2019. So I knew that was a very definite ending. Mm-hmm. I'd apply, as I say, I'd apply for a job. So I was still working when I got the job offer. So I think at that point, I I knew that I didn't want to carry on in geology yeah. um, or in university or that kind of, um, any of those fields. And I finished, had a week or so, off, um, and then I... Um, applied for the online course um, and got accepted for it. And then that started in, so I did, they did a a Maya workshop. Mm. So a six week class, um, just to get you up to speed with Maya. So I did that as again, it's a a nice way of finding out if I'm gonna, gonna be okay with it. Yeah. Having, as I say, having done some graphic design kind of things, um, using illustrator, Photoshop, video editing software, I figured I'd probably be okay with it. I picked Mm. software up pretty quickly. So I didn't think that was gonna be too much of a problem, but it's, it's always good. To, um, to get those fundamentals
0: yeah and so how many classes in were you when or how classes or how many months in were you when you had that conversation of like all right i do want to pursue this professionally
1: pretty much day one. Oh, okay yeah it was like like the first week i was just so elated with what i was doing and it just felt right it felt quite natural and did it yeah, exceed it just...
0: your expectations of like the, what the day-to-day of like actually doing the work would be or did you have an idea going into it.
1: I think I probably had a, an idea of going into it what it would be like. I think that's the benefit of going into something when you're a little bit older, you have a bit more realistic view of what work is like. Yeah. You know that there's always going to be things that are a struggle mm. and there are going to be good days and bad days and frustrations, but it's how you look at the overall picture. And I think, yeah, so coming in, I knew that was going to be that.
0: Was there any speaking of the age thing, what is and sorry, what age were you I mean, if you care to share what age were you when you decided to switch
1: so that was 37 yeah yeah 37
0: and what would you tell people who are 19 years old who are like oh it's too late because i get these messages from people who are like in their early 20s like oh i didn't start when i was 14 or 15 i just it's too late for me
1: if you put the work in yeah it's fine i so i started started working at jellyfish pictures mm-hmm. the week i turned 40 okay and um, so, yeah. so that, And that was your um, first job in the end of the Yeah. So it started on the Monday. The Friday was my 40th birthday. It's fine. I think the concern for someone who's a little bit older, there's obviously there's a bit of a pay cut mm. and you've got to get back up the ladder a bit. So there's those considerations. But if you're 18, 19, 20, you've,
0: you're fine. Yeah.
1: Not a problem at all.
0: I've got that question so many times. I It's hard to not be semi-sarcastic about it sometimes where I'm like, no, yep. Yeah, 34 is the cutoff, and you're, or whatever, yeah. I just make up a number. Like 17 yeah. and a half and four days was the cutoff, and you missed, you know, what? No, there's no yeah, it's cutoff. No. It's just up to the person.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's the thing, especially with, um, with art, any kind of art-based subject, experience is worth so much. Yeah. So if you've experienced life, if you're a little bit older, you've got, you've got things to, to draw on when you're shooting reference or you're trying to get into an emotion in a shot. You've got those things to draw on. You can look at your experiences. So in, in some ways, if you haven't had those, you're, you're potentially going to have, have to learn that side of things as well as the subject itself.
0: That's very true. Yeah. Speaking of experience, was there is there any geology-related experience that you feel like helps you in your day-to-day at all?
1: Not specifically. I think for geology, you're, you're dealing with things in 3D. Mm. So, Having the ability to, to consider stuff in 3D is useful. I think being able to look at something and analyze something, whatever it might be, to be able to use that skill set um, is useful if you're doing a body mechanics shot or you're looking at why someone has a certain emotion, if you're looking at reference, mm-hmm. all those kind of things allow you to, to look at there. There's probably nothing specific. But yeah, those, I guess, for some aspects of the industry, I was, for the research side of things, I was making digital elevation models and things like that, which would obviously get used. Maps games of, and films and yeah, yeah exactly
0: yeah right on. Um, we so have a, si- a little... fairly similar background i was making maps gis maps for a nonprofit. yeah and my i switched careers because my our funding ended at, from the u.s geological survey but i'm not a doctor i don't have a phd <laughs> there's a big difference there but um yeah there's a little overlap in the story it's funny we have a similar catalyst to like all right i should look for fresh water here somewhere yeah. it's time to find something else has it been has it met your expectations of on a professional level now that you're in and you're working in the industry do you have any things that, that you wish you did differently to get to this point or is there anything that you are happening now that you didn't expect
1: no particularly i mean there's always a thing of i wish i'd done it a bit earlier sure but that's what life and, is but that,
0: and... that's just because you enjoy it so much now yeah that's yeah for yeah
1: yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, I think the thing for me, I think, overthink things a lot. I think about things and whether I should do things or not. Mm-hmm. And as I say, I, it was 2015 that I first came across the online school. You know, there's a few years there. I kind of wasn't happy in my job,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but didn't have a catalyst to leave, didn't have something to spark that escape velocity, as it were.
0: Yeah. If you're someone in your position with that much under your belt, I would think it would take a significant amount to want to, you know, I don't know if you'd want to call it like, pain or pressure or something to like want to get out from under that but yeah it would seem to be a significant I had I remember I read a letter to myself because I dropped out of graduate school to to switch careers and, and it was getting paid because through the research funding thing and I just thought I got to if this goes south, I need to read something that justified that decision sure. at the time. Yeah. And looking back, I still am like, oh yeah, that was sound decision-making, I think. And it actually, it worked out. But at the time, I can remember just thinking, I need to justify this to myself later if this doesn't work out, that I made the right choice at that time. Yeah. yeah. And did you have anything like that or pros and cons <laughs> list or anything like that?
1: Uh, yeah. I, as I say, I overthink things. I okay. I work things out to the end degree and whether it's going to work. And that's As I say, that's why I like the idea of an online school where I could just dip my toe in it, whether it was going to work, whether I was going to enjoy it. And I think those, so there's nothing actually written down. I thought actually, there was one thing along the, not to do any advertising or anything, a lot of the, some of the art tuition I was doing, there was, there's an online school called SVS Learn Mm -hmm. um, and it was set up by, yeah, yeah, set up by Jake Parker, who did Inktober and Will Terry and um, Lee White and actually Lee White came into arts. I think it was about 40. I think that's when he switched career as well. They're hearing about that. But so in the one of the, one of their podcasts, they had a thing about putting, giving yourself a five-year target. And I did, I made a note of wanting to be working in the entertainment industry um, in some form in five years'
0: time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you that's, nailed yeah. it, right?
1: Yeah, just about.
0: That's awesome. Well, growing up, you mentioned the Disney films. Was there any specific film back then or in recent memory where you, you hold on as like that this is the reason why I'm getting into it because I love this film so much or that show or anything?
1: Not specifically. So I grew up um, going through teenage years with the likes of The Lion King and those kind of films and, and grew up in the 80s with the blues films. Um, so they were always really close to my heart. I was actually, as a, I was thinking as a family holiday when I was really young, we actually went to Florida. And I did the backstage tour yeah. um, before the, the Florida studio closed ironic thinking back yeah for that now
0: it's hard to know those little seeds get planted how much of an impact maybe that was like the yeah. the seed that grew into the big tree now but yeah. i
1: think the the main thing was getting again getting older and realizing that you don't have to worry about what people think about you so much i'd always love kind of animation and animated films cartoons but growing up you think oh you know these are kids things i shouldn't really be watching this I should be watching more serious stuff but actually it's the stuff you enjoy. And I went back to reading comics, having read some as a kid, but not too many and thinking this is actually fine for anyone to do. Um, this is just me.
0: Yeah. Um, I love that. Allowing yourself the permission to just pursue whatever you're interested in without. Yeah, exactly. That. So that's amazing to, to come to that and then take action on it. It's one thing to, yeah, think of that and then to actually change your life to conform to that is, is awesome. Was there any time in school where you were animating something that things clicked in terms of technical or skill level-wise that helped push your animation to the next level? I
1: think so the way we were taught was each term we had a different um, teacher Mm -hmm. who was working in the industry, and they typically started off by talking about their workflow. Mm -hmm. So I think actually when I got to my final class, um, the workflow that was suggested then all of a sudden was like, "This this is a good way of doing it, this is how... I think about things. Mm -hmm. So I think not trying to rush to find your workflow, but look at all the options, work out how you think, how that works for you and inevitably dip into all these different things, all these different ideas and approaches works quite well. So I think the idea of not having to do something in a set way, But I've always grown up with a really logical mind and I follow instructions, do Lego and I'm reading every page, making sure everything's done. So actually trying to step back from that and go, actually, no, I don't need to do this. I don't need to have values in your Maya channels that are exact values. It doesn't matter. All those kind of things. And then tying that in with a workflow that works for me, but also having the toolbox to go, actually, it's not going to work in this situation. Let's just pinch, pinch something from this idea.
0: And what was the workflow that you're referring to? Was it like the layered approach or pose to pose or something of a hybrid? pretty a, a bit of a
1: hybrid but pretty much straight ahead oh, okay um so when you're blocking so really focusing on getting some good reference mm-hmm. and then going ahead blocking on fours or something like that straight on pretty fours. much straight ahead oh, okay. yeah
0: in stepped or spline
1: start starting from stepped okay and so the, the kind of hybrid that i have adopted is um, rather than doing a whole shot like that i'll go okay so this is um this is one of my key poses this is another key pose mm-hmm. let's go on fours Mm. through that and get that to work. I found that, and this was the reason it was suggested as a good approach. When you switch to spline, you've got a lot of detail there already. Yeah. You can, you can sell an idea to your leads and supervisors and directors quite well, because you've got a lot of information there. Once you've got your key poses in and take a lot of time getting those key poses in, you can actually blast through. A shot quite quickly mm-hmm. um, and get quite a lot of information down quite quickly so you can sell your idea. Um, and then, yeah, as I say, when you switch to spline, you've got a lot of what you need there.
0: That's great. So, reference is a big part of that, Make, kind of yeah. establishing that idea first. Now, now, I mean, how much, how long do you find yourself having to shoot reference a lot or you do any thumbnailing before even the reference to have an idea or you just go on the reference?
1: Pretty much go into reference. I'm not a quick drawer. So, it's actually quicker for me to just quickly took my iPhone yeah. on a tripod, go outside, run around, cry, laugh, whatever I need to do.
0: do you, and do you bring that reference right inside of Maya or do you have it side by side?
1: So I, I'll i spend a bit of time, I use DaVinci Resolve mm-hmm. and edit some ideas. Typically what we'll do in, for the project is take two, three, four ideas to our lead, mm-hmm. get some feedback, and then I'll go back into DaVinci Frankenstein things, cut it up, put it Re-time to what I want. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably don't spend a huge amount of time re-timing it. Okay. I'll just because I want. I'd rather spend that time in Maya and getting stuff in.
0: I'm curious if you like. How are you hitting like audio beats or sound beats? If you're having to, you're getting that in when you're filming. You're yeah, just yes. recording as many times as it takes to hit the timing right.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And, and so what I'll often do is I'll go back out so i'll get the audio i'll get it in a headset and soften so And in my preference i'm wearing these or in ears or something mm-hmm. and i'll go get some ideas work out if that's going to work and then go back out film some more when i've got a slightly clearer idea of, of actually what i want
0: do you have any advice for people in their first job was there anything that helped kind of get settled with the, fir- the first day working or the first week or month was there anything that alleviated any pressure you might have felt or anything that helped get you settled in
1: so I think I was really fortunate. So I started in pre-production. Okay. So there wasn't a oh, the huge project, amount of oh, the project. Right. Yeah. So there wasn't a huge amount of pressure. Right. So actually, so the kind of getting job was a slightly another story as well. So I actually got three job offers. Um, Amazing. It was, was very exciting. Are they all in the one, UK or? Yeah. Yeah. So one was for a generalist, um, a short-term as generalist. And one was for um, another feature project. And then, yeah, the one at Jellyfish. And um, so I was offered the job at Jellyfish in uh, January of 20, what it be? 2022, but I didn't actually start until August. The oh, wow. project that I was meant to be working on didn't happen. I think so I, I think it way. was, yeah. <laughs> so I think it was April, May time. I had a phone call from them saying, don't worry, we still want you. It's okay. We're not going to, yeah. not going to um, cut you loose, but you're going to be on a different project. Which um, doesn't
0: happen all the time to be fair. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So yeah. there's luck on several levels there.
1: Yeah, yeah so that was a real blessing. Yeah, so I started in pre-production, and so didn't have the pressure of deadlines as much. I think in terms of advice, just talk to people. Yeah. Just get to know people quickly. If you're, if you're doing it remotely, then that's obviously not as easy as if you're going into a studio. So I think our team, um, for the first first few months of um, working on this project, I was the only one on the project in the studio, oh, wow. um, in animation.
0: I have a lead yet, even.
1: Uh, or... So we did, but he was in Scotland. Oh, okay. He was working remotely and supervisor was in the Sheffield office, Mm -hmm. in the Sheffield studio. So, yeah, so I didn't really have anyone directly with my project.
0: Yeah, and ideally, yeah, when you're stepping in, just for people listening too, it's if, I'm just thinking of someone who's a junior or who's entry level coming in, ideally the tone of communication and bringing someone into the team is set by the leader, the supervisor, to help them feel welcome that you're not having to swim upstream too much, ideally. That's not always the case in... Sometimes if you're hired in a very busy time that no one has time to hold your hand, kind of a thing sometimes. So just as a preface disclaimer for people listening, <laughs> yeah. um, sometimes it goes more smoothly than others. No, that's good uh-huh. advice to start chatting people up and getting familiar with who they are and how everything's working. Is there any final uh, advice that you would maybe even give yourself or someone who's in a similar position to you? They're in their late thirties and kind of on the fence about maybe their career path and they've done it for so long. It's hard to imagine starting over. If you can
1: find a, a way of testing the water, seeing if it's going to be something that you could potentially do and can how, do something
0: like that. Were you gauging it based on your interest or are you getting like explicit feedback from your mentor to be like, Hey, do you think I can do this? Or how are you evaluating? Both. Yeah
1: so i think that for me as i say i was pretty unhappy in my job i just wasn't yeah i wasn't getting any real fulfillment yeah. for it I actually going back to the previous job one of the other cons- genuine considerations was if i was going to switch into industry it was going to be oil and gas industry so it is there's a moral question whether that's a good thing and i think there were lots of things playing into why i wasn't enjoying it mm-hmm. so for me, I need to be able to take enjoyment in my job. I know some people don't. Some people can just go in and do a nine to five job and they get their enjoyment elsewhere. Yeah. But for me, it's such a such a big part of my life that I want to enjoy, I want to take pride in what I do.
0: When well, I think we all so, especially as I'm turning forty this next year, as we get to this age, we our tolerance for not having enjoyment in our day to day life is very low. We want to find that enjoyment because we've been maybe we've been doing it. For so long without it, we're like, all right, it's not worth it really at the end of the day when there's these other options out there. Um, In my opinion, that's where I come from, but.
1: No, definitely. I think, yeah, so advice for someone is try and explore it in some way. If you've got um, if you've got the options to do, there's plenty of shop type classes, beginners classes for Maya if you haven't used it. Yeah, even just a couple of week beginner course in Maya will give you an idea where their animation might be, won't be for you. If you can do something like that and you think this is something I want to pursue, then just go for it. It's easy to say that for me because it's worked out and I know for some people it may not, and it's doing the course in 18 months is pretty intense. You might have, I was really lucky. I was so blessed not to have to work, um, while I was doing the course. So I could just concentrate on doing that. Um, I've got friends and colleagues that went through online schools and they had to work alongside it and I know they struggled, Mm -hmm. but one friend who went through she was working at the same time but actually she decided she wanted to do it and go for it so she actually left her job for the last couple of classes um and went through and then worked very hard to get a job afterwards and if you can put all those things in place don't be scared to try it
0: yeah excellent
1: and and you're never too old
0: yeah love to hear it we need more people saying that (laughs) because i get every week people asking I'm in high school and I'm like, all right, just stop. Don't know. No, yeah. You're fine. Yeah. You yeah. have a lifetime to figure this out.
1: Yeah, I think the only other thing that might be of interest is that I'm working alongside people that are in very, very similar situations. Um, James Boyle, mm-hmm. he's same age as me and just started going through a very career. So it's really quite common, I think.
0: I feel like it's a very vocal minority who are usually the ones that it didn't work out for or they're a bit jaded. If it did, but not really, or and they're trying to dispel, or they're a bit salty in general. And the people who are enjoying it or just have are too busy, aren't the ones online commenting to a lot of people. So yeah. there's this like misconception that it's one way when there's an entire voice like yours, which I'm glad we got to hear, and, and like you said, your coworker James, that in similar situation, they I'm sure he just doesn't have time to be online and be disputing all the misinformation out there
1: <laughs> absolutely and i mean because if you're now a, a parent as well so you know that time becomes very precious
0: yes yeah you have i mean just I try today juggle everything yeah I was like okay i have 10 minutes what can i do in 10 minutes I, and i have to like, find my lists because i'm like i don't have time to think it'll take me five minutes to think of what i can do in 10 minutes and then five minutes have yeah. already gone and i'm like i can't do anything now yeah. well that's great yeah. uh, i think
1: that's perhaps the other thing is a sort of going in a little bit older is having to to manage all the, the different aspects of life. Yeah, is the only other thing to be considerate of.
0: Yeah, and I feel like when I was younger, I would get more overwhelmed by smaller things. The, yeah. I feel like the older I get, the less concerned. I mean, I'm just like, ah, it's gonna work out. It's gonna be, we'll get through it one way or another. That is a uh, an advantage to someone starting later. Um, well, thanks so much, James. I appreciate it, and I hope this sheds light for people in a similar situation and because it can be challenging to steer a ship in a new direction at that stage of life, and this has been great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this Animator's Journey podcast episode, and I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Please like, comment, and share this so that other people can benefit from this information and their Animator's Journey. If you want to learn more about a career in animation, check out animatorsjourney.com, where I have a webinar going on, and you can register for that to have about an hour-long presentation from the entire journey of becoming an animator from knowing nothing to getting your first job and what that looks like. So I look forward to seeing you there in that webinar and I'll talk to you soon.